Well, not a bad first worship set for our first online experience at Action Church. Hey, I wanna put you at ease. Uh, we have some of our staff and spouses and leaders here. We have way less than 250 people. So before you send any emails or get on the comment thread, we're good. Like we are holding to all of the socially responsible restrictions and we are excited that you've joined us today. Hey, we're gonna be in two passages today in Lamentations chapter three and in Matthew 16. And we're gonna talk about what's going on in our world today and what's happening with the state of our, of our nation, the state of our world. And I wanna read this verse from uh, the book of Timothy. Paul writes to a spiritual son in Timothy. He says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that's what we're gonna talk about today, having a, a sound mind in all circumstances. I, I don't know if you know this though, like let's just be really honest, viruses are contagious. So we, we should proceed with wisdom as the church. We should not be this, we're just gonna go and do what we've always done. No, we should have caution and wisdom and, and clarity. We should learn. Viruses are contagious. But I don't know if you know this, fear is also contagious. And worry is contagious. And panic is contagious. Hysteria is contagious. We're watching it sweep across our nation, sweep across believers the same. And I'm just here to tell you that viruses and all those things are contagious, but so is power and love and enthusiasm and kindness and joy. So my question to Action Church and the church, wherever you are today, is what are you spreading? And what are you choosing for you and your family? You know, you can't choose. You gotta catch this. You can't choose your, your medical diagnosis but you can choose your spiritual prognosis. Like you may not be able to choose in this season or any season your medical condition, but as believers, we can always choose our spiritual position, and that is a victory and peace and joy. It's not just the fruit of the Spirit when we feel it. It's not just the fruit of the Spirit when everything is going great. No, we can have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and all of the rest, I'm not a perfect pastor. <laughs> How? We gotta have a sound mind. We gotta trust in God, the presence of God, the spirit of God, but we've got to change the way we think. Let me say it this way, we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to change the way we think. My question to you today is what are you thinking about? What are you dwelling on? What is in your mind? What are the thoughts that you're obsessing over? You've heard this said before maybe, but thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become habits, habits become a lifestyle, lifestyle becomes your destiny. What are you building in this season that may become a habit? Well, I'm just scared because we're going through this crisis. No, God did not give you a spirit of fear in any season. Wherever we're fearful, let's give it over to him and exchange that fear for faith. Here's how, let's go to Lamentations chapter three. Let's start in verse 16 together today. It says, he has made me chew on gravel. That sounds tough. 
He has rolled me in the dust. Peace has been stripped away. I can't think of a better start to describe how a lot of us feel in this season. That he, where did God go? And why are we walking through this? And what about me? And what about my, my grandparents? And what about my family member that is, what, what do I do with this, Pastor? I feel like my peace has just been stripped away by a diagnosis or by the current circumstance. Since I've forgotten what my prosperity is. I cry out, but my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. Verse 20, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. And too many of us get stuck right there. I will never forget. I will never move on. The world will never be the same. What do you mean we can't meet in our church buildings? What do you mean where our kids can't go to school? What do you, what do you mean, what are we gonna do? This is always how it's gonna be. No, it's not. And if it was, God would still be right there with you. Here's verse 21, and this is where it transitions to how you and I as believers, people that have received Jesus as our risen Lord and Savior, which means we have victory. Here's verse 21, yet I still dare to hope. Like even in the midst of everything we just read, chewing on gravel, rolled in the dust, my peace has been stripped away, yet I still dare to hope. Why? Because I remember this. I think about this. I have a sound mind. I'm changing the way I think. I could focus on everything that's happening, but I begin to remember all that God has said, all that he's done, and he begins to change my posture and change my mind. I think about that the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. We have to change the way we think. Why? I'm gonna give you three thoughts. Catch this. I wanna give you three thoughts on our thoughts. Come on, if you're new, we're real simple at Action Church. Like... It's not real hard to follow along in these sermons. Like I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, and we are just, we're not brilliant, but we love the Lord. <laughs> Three thoughts on our thoughts this evening. Write this down if you're taking notes. If not, pause the video and go get some notes. What are you doing? You literally have nothing else to do today. There's no NBA, there's no PGA, there's no NHL. It's either me it's either me or bowling right now, and I'm just here to tell you, pause this video and go, go learn something. If not, we'll be on again at 10.45, 12.30, and 6 p.m. I recommend watching all four. Here's the first thought about our thoughts. Our world, our world pollutes our thoughts. Our world pollutes. We have a, we have a clear thinking when we're focused on God, but our world comes in Chaos comes in and it pollutes our thoughts. Ephesians 4 says this in the ESV. It says, now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds, talking about the world, lost people in this context. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. The world pollutes like it, it just does. And so we've got to stop listening to everything that the world is selling. 
Like it's, you just can't believe everything you read and everything you hear. Let me put it this way. My son Bentley is nine years old. And, and, and he comes home every single day telling me what somebody said. Anybody have kids like that? Come on, your kids are in the room right now. You know, so-and-so said that the, that whatever, fill in the blank. So-and-so said that this thing is killing everybody. Well, no, it's not. So-and-so said that, and he just comes up with the dumbest things. It's like, who told you that? Where did they get their facts? They are a liar. Well, I heard that, I heard, I heard, I heard. And if we're not careful, the world will begin to pollute our thinking in this season. Well, you know, I, I heard, from who? It's amazing how many medical professionals come out of the woodwork in this season. Just, and we read it like it's true. Just, somebody's on their computer right now, just, just comment. Well, you just... You shouldn't have 120 people gathering. Just, you're not, who are you? You need Jesus. And to comment less and go get a med. If you want to be a doctor, go to school. But the world pollutes our thinking, but we need good information. Like we need to, to research and study good information. And, and just to be practical, as we go through this crisis, this pandemic together, we should be following CDC regulations and health departments and local officials and our national government and get this, medical doctors. The world is polluting our thinking. We need some practicality in our life. Here's, let me just say it this way. We should stay informed, but not conform to the world's way of thinking. So we, we can't just bury our head in the sand and say we're not gonna be informed. We're just gonna be full of faith. No, that's stupid. God gave you a brain. We should be informed with the current times, but not conform our ideology, our methodology, our theology based off of what we see. Because just like we sang earlier, what we see is not always actually what God is doing. So we are informed, but we're not gonna conform in Jesus' name. Our world, it pollutes our thinking. The second thing, write this down if you're taking notes, is our problems confuse. Our problems confuse. If we're gonna have a, a sound mind, the world could pollute it, but our problems could begin to confuse it. Psalms chapter 10, verse one in the ESV says, why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? It feels lonely when you're scared. You feel like nobody understands. And the psalmist writes here and, and really puts into words what a lot of us have thought in our toughest moments, that God has left us, that God has forsaken us. But it's just not true. The Bible declares that your Lord, your God, will never leave you nor forsake you, that your problems just confuse you. And we begin to, we begin to rehearse the negative. And we begin to play this thing out. Maybe you're like me, and we, we begin to play it out at its, its worst final end point. Like, here's what's happening, and then in our own brain, we play out everything that could happen at its worst case scenario, and we rehearse it, and we rehearse it, and we rehearse it till we believe it. And so we take this information that the world has given us that's polluting our minds and then we create these problems and we begin to get confused 
because we're internalizing these, these lies. Let me say it this way. Don't internalize the internal lies. Like the, the lies that you're believing about society and the government, who's for you and who's against you and everything that's going on. Don't internalize the internal lies that you're telling yourself. So how do we get out of that? Never be alone in your thoughts. Talk it out. Don't be the Christian says, you know, we're just, we're just, I'm just, we're just, I'm just full of faith. No, I have, can I be honest, every once in a while, a little bit of fear. A little bit of, a little bit of worry. Well, what are we gonna do? Well, how are we gonna get there? And then you begin to pray, first and foremost, and seek God's counsel. And then you, you find a close friend, a mentor, a pastor, and say, hey, you know what? Could you just hold me accountable? I'm kind of struggling with this. Like, I'm letting this get in my thought process, and I don't know how this plays out. Maybe you're a small business owner right now, and you're thinking, how am I gonna make payroll next month? Maybe you're a teacher, and you don't know what to do. Maybe you're a parent, and you have young kids, and you're like, what am I gonna do with these kids? They're gonna be home. If that's not confusing, I don't know what is. I just became a homeschool teacher overnight. Dear Jesus, I'm not ready. If I play out those internal lies that all of these stressors are gonna end at their worst common solution, then I'm just gonna be scared and frightful. I'm gonna be confused. We've got to not allow these internal lies to internalize on the inside of us. Here's the next thing. Our problem's confused. Let me, let me give you this. I don't, I don't wanna move past this. I read this this week, and I think it's really, really powerful in this season because we're gonna be confused and we're gonna be scared. So you gotta get this. When you worry, when you worry, it does not remove stress from today. But it does rob your strength for tomorrow. You gotta catch that. When, when, we, when we worry, it does not remove the stress that we're going through, it's still there. But it does rob our strength for tomorrow because we begin to worry about these things instead of giving them to God and trusting God and trusting other people. And I'm just here to tell you, your problems are confusing you. You feel like God is distant. Come on, somebody in their living room is clapping way harder than this live audience that came out tonight. Come on, thank you. Somebody in Sanford right now has a house party going on. And I'm gonna preach there next week. Our world pollutes, our, our problems confuse. And here's the last thing, write this down. Our, but our God, our God renews. So let's, let's go back to verse 21. It says, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this, when I think about this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. You gotta catch this, because for some of you, you haven't felt this, and you won't feel this until you get this word in your heart and your spirit and you wake up different tomorrow. It says his mercies begin afresh each morning. What if you went to bed tonight with the stress and the worry and the anxiety and the fear and the panic and you just said, God, I'm giving it to you and I'm gonna wake up and receive the mercy that you have for me tomorrow. It says that we, we get this, get verse 25. The Lord is good to those who depend on him. You're depressed in this situation because you're not depending on Jesus. This is too much to carry. We have never faced this before. 
If you do not give this to Jesus, you will be overwhelmed, anxious, and depressed. But in this situation, in every situation, if we will depend on Jesus, then he can begin to change things. He will bless those who search, who search for him. I wanna close with this thought, Matthew 16. Keys are gonna come out, so let's get really, really spiritual in here. If you're new to church, the Holy Spirit follows the movement of the keys. It's not true, but it does feel that way. Verse 13, Matthew 16. I wanna read this. I really think this is for some people personally, but I really think that this, this verse is the posture and the mission and the heart of Action Church in this season. And so Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, easy for me to say, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Can I ask you that today? How you respond to this situation. How we respond to a hurt, lost, dying world. Says a, lot, says a lot of who we think Jesus is. Who does the world say the church is? Who does the world say Jesus is? Who does the world say that the Holy Spirit is? That's fine. Who is he to you? Not in the best times. Not in the easy times. But right now. Who is Jesus in your situation? Who do they say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Is that your answer? And if not, let's settle that in just a moment. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. It says, now I say to you, Peter, the Greek word there is petro. And it means small rock. So, so Peter, I'm, I'm gonna build this thing. I'm gonna build this mission. I'm gonna build my bride, the only thing that I'm returning for. I'm gonna build it with little rocks like you. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't need you to be great. I just need you to be in the right place. I just need you to have faith and faithfulness and consistency, just, just, just Petro. And then it says, because he calls him Peter, he changed his name, and it's important, he says Petro, and then he says, upon this rock, and it's a different Greek word, it's the word Petra, which means big rock. So he's making a distinguishing factor that he's gonna build this movement, this local church that's gonna bring the hope and the salvation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to a lost world. He's gonna use little rocks, people, but he's gonna build it on the big rock of Jesus Christ, like the gospel of grace and mercy and salvation and, and forgiveness. But there's a, a third rock. Jesus, if you study it, Jesus is standing on a different rock. 
So Little Rock Peter, Big Rock the Gospel, but he's standing on a rock. And, and the NLT says the powers of hell, but the best Greek translation is the gates of Hades. And the gates of Hades he's talking about were built right here on this rock because he's in Caesarea Philippi. And if you know where he's preaching, he's talking to a place overlooking a temple of the Greek god of Pan. Hold on. And the Greek god of Pan, what he would require from the people, they would go and they would go and they would sacrifice their babies. And if the, the blood flowed into the stream and they saw the blood, then they were good. And if it did not flow to the stream, they would keep killing babies until it flowed through the stream and the Greek god of Pan was satisfied. Does Pan sound familiar? It's the root word for panic. And fear fright and terror. Jesus said, I'm not just gonna build it on the faithfulness and the faith of, of Christians. I'm gonna build it on the big rock of Jesus, but I'm gonna build it on the very thing that held you captive and the very thing that you struggled with and the very thing that you were scared of. Like, I'm gonna take those things and I'm gonna turn them around. Because in the panic and in the terror and the chaos and the person, personal struggles, we can look and find the person of Jesus Christ. I gotta read this to you and then we'll close. You can get to your lunch that you're making at your house right now. I read this in a commentary this week. I've never been more excited and more full of faith to lead a, a local church than in this moment. We get so complacent and, and so used to our normal, habitual. If we're not careful, we'll make modern, contemporary, new movements of Christianity very religious in a hurry. And we forget that we're building this thing not on our own accolades, our own strength, but on the power and the presence of God. And I just believe, I just believe this can be the greatest hour for the church to shine. And here's, here's what I read this week. In the darkest of places, like the places of pain, Nothing can hold back the power of Jesus Christ. Get this, Jesus did not come for one group of special people. Jesus died for every man, woman, and child. Jesus was God, and he did not demand the blood of children, we read about with Pan. Instead, Jesus, the only child of God, threw himself on that rock and died and bled for you and for me. It says, I cannot imagine throwing one of my children to their death to appease a God. Yeah, that's exactly what God did for you and for me. He gave his one and only son for you and for me. He threw his son down upon the rock to die so not a single child, single human, single person has to ever be sacrificed again. And so no person will ever have to earn forgiveness because Jesus gave everything for you. Jesus came to the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, in a Gentile territory where Jewish laws prevented Jews from mingling with Gentiles. Jesus is our example to bring his message into any dark place to show his love to everyone. We have to be smart and we have to be wise. But this is not a time for us to shrink back. 
This is not a time for us to think about security. This is not a time for us to think about safety and removal. This is a time for us to go into the darkest places of humanity, the darkest places of hurt and fear and chaos, and say, we have the answer. We're not the answer, we're a little rock. But I can take my faith and I can take my service and I can take my outreach and I can take my creativity and I can take these little rocks and I can place them on the big rock of Jesus Christ and together we can build a church. We can build a movement. We can be a body of believers that we can stand and we can declare that the gates of hell, that the gates of Hades, that any virus, any disease, any power of the enemy will not prevail. We're going to reach and we're going to connect because we have the power of Jesus living on the inside of us. Pastor, I'm, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm still living out verses 16 through 20 of Lamentations 3. You don't have to anymore. Somebody invited you to a house today. You found this driving down the road and you've pulled over in a parking lot. You're sitting with one of your best friends who's been inviting you to church for years, but today they just invited, invited you over and tricked you into watching some church. That's because you're not watching this stream by accident. God used whatever relationship got you into the room and whatever circumstance so that he could have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with you today. All to this moment, the world has been polluting, your problems have been confusing, but Jesus is about to renew your spirit and your life if you'll give him access. So come on, right where you are, right where you are, bow your head. Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Through a TV, a smartphone, a computer, you know that this is your moment of salvation. Jesus lived a perfect life for you so that he could die as the perfect substitute as you. He took all of your struggle. He took all of your fear. He took all of your sin, your shame, and he exchanged it for his righteousness and his glory, his inheritance. It's the greatest gift that's ever been given. He gave it just for you. The Bible declares in Romans, while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us, make that personal. Jesus died for you. And his death on the cross gave you and it gave me access to grace and mercy, forgiveness, salvation. His sacrifice covered all of that. But we don't serve a God that is in the grave. Jesus is risen and his resurrection gives us victory over sin and victory over the grave. In fact, it's that resurrection that you can see this group of people gathered today and wherever you are full of faith because we know we have eternal victory in Jesus' name. And your one heartfelt prayer, one heartfelt decision from joining that group of people that see things differently because we see it through the sacrifice and the victory that Jesus paid for. 
What if you joined that family today? What if you started a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? If that's you, and you say, I want Jesus for the first time ever. Others of you are, are just like me. I had been to more church services than I could count. I had walked aisles, I had prayed prayers, I had check boxes, I had raised my hand, but I had, I had never fully given my life to Jesus. And I recommitted my life and it's never been the same. What if you did that today? For the first time, or for the first time in a long time, you gave Jesus access to all of you. Come on, sign of surrender, just right where you are. Just raise your hand. Open your hands. Just acknowledge right where you are that I need Jesus in my life. I'm so proud of the decision you're making right now. The Holy Spirit is leading you into repentance and forgiveness and God's grace. Why don't you pray this right where you are? Words aren't that important. The important thing is you're making a decision to follow Jesus. But, but say this, maybe out loud where you are, or just internally. Say, God, I love you. God, I thank you for saving me. Today, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm saved only by your grace. And I'm confessing with my mouth and I'm believing in my heart that you are the Lord and I'm giving you that place in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now, God, I pray for all of us, every one of us gathered here today and everybody gathered all across our city Holy Spirit, give us peace, give us comfort, give us clarity and wisdom. We're not gonna be polluted, we're not gonna be confused. We're gonna be renewed because we're giving you access to everything today. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Church, can we celebrate? We are so proud of you. We are so proud of the decision that you just made. Hey, if you made that decision, we would love to know about it. We've got a digital connection card right there wherever you're watching. And we want you to check that box, fill it out. It's a safe card to fill out. We're not coming to your house. We don't know where you've been. We are gonna send something in the mail and via email to get you connected to an Action Church location in Facebook. It'll be posted on the comment thread. If you're watching on YouTube, our website, it'll be in the link below. We are so honored to celebrate that with you. And uh, I need you to hear, this is not your last step, it's your first step. We believe you started a relationship with Jesus and you're called to become a disciple. So we would love to be a part of that discipleship process. Check out one of our locations real soon. If you're not from the area, or just find a local life-giving, Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church and go all in, start giving, start serving, start giving your life to the cause of Jesus Christ. Also. If you're going through anything right now and you would like some prayer, we also have prayer requests on that uh, connection card in the same comment thread and the same link below. A couple of exciting things before we sign off here today. An Action Church Easter is coming up. Come on, somebody. You can follow all of the updates, inviting your friends at theactionchurch.com forward slash Easter. And the last thing that we're gonna do uh, as a church today is we're gonna worship God with our giving. So you go ahead and get that ready right now. Uh, we're not gonna be passing any buckets because we're not at your house. Uh, but we do have recurring giving online. We do have uh, online giving on our website, theactionchurch.com. And then we also have text to give. You can text the dollar amount and your location code to 84321. Again, that's a dollar amount 
and your location code to 84321. If you don't attend Action Church and you'd love to be a part of our ministry, you can just text that same number, 84321, and it'll go to a general fund here. I really want to encourage you to call Action Church home. Three things before we go. Pray like never before. Like never before. We're going to be giving you creative ways to do that in the coming days. We're working really around the clock to figure out how to best serve you and your family. Pray. Serve. When we do outreaches, when we gather together to help our community, we need you there. Let's not shrink back. Let's be the little rocks that Jesus can use to reach our community. And then let's, let's continue to give because we are gonna do more in this season in the term of outreach and helping the least of these and the hurting our community than ever before. So we need you to pray, we need you to serve, and we need you to give because we're gonna keep reaching and connecting people. We love you. We're praying for you. This is it for today, but we will see you real soon.